One of the most helpful things that people or women can do is to get tested. So get your hormones tested, get your micronutrient levels tested. So vitamins, minerals, that type of thing, and get a full picture of where you're at. Because of course, like there is a level of intuition that that is at play here that you can kind of go off of. But when we bring in the data to go with the intuitive feelings and the symptoms, that's when we can really get results and understand what's going on much better. Do you want to wake up feeling like you're stepping into who you're meant to be into the best possible version of you? What if I told you that the key to your best life, health, and happiness are all around you? You just have to find what works for you. I'm Hope Pedraza, and I believe that there isn't just one way to live a healthy and meaningful life, and that all you need is a little inspiration to make changes that last from the inside out. Each week, I'll be sharing tangible tips and inspirational interviews to help you on your journey. These are the steps to take to improve your life and live with purpose. This is Hopeful and Wholesome. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Hopeful and Wholesome. So today I have on the show, Brittany Ford. Now, Brittany is a holistic nutritionist that had a pretty wild health journey for over 12 years. She healed herself from leaky gut, candida, parasites, dysbiosis, hormonal imbalances, which really led her to where she is today. And she is the biohacking queen. And her podcast, Biohacking with Brittany, is really where she shares all of this knowledge with the world. And we're going to talk about that today. What exactly is biohacking and really what makes it different for women than for men? Because we all know our bodies are so different. And so Brittany's really going to go into detail about what it looks like for, for women, how it's different, and really how we can take kind of this empowered stance on taking control of our health. So I'm excited to bring y'all some really good tangible takeaways here like I always like to do. So let's jump in. All right, y'all, let's jump in. I'm here with Brittany Ford, and we are talking all things biohacking today. And she's going to give us some great info on biohacking. So thanks so much for joining me today, Brittany. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here. Yeah, me too. And I'm excited for this topic because this isn't one we've really talked about before on the show. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of just start from the basics, I guess. And can you kind of tell the listeners, what do you mean by biohacking? Yeah. So the way that I define biohacking is holistic self-care for optimal health. And so basically what that means is that rather than just looking at nutrition or fitness or kind of like one pillar, it looks at everything that makes you, you. So environments, relationships, sleep, stress, like all of these different things. And then it kind of says, okay, how can we optimize those things so you can live a healthier life? And maybe reduce some of the symptoms that you're dealing with depends what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And that's kind of, a, I mean, it's sort of the whole like functional approach, right? Which is what, which is what I do, right? It's looking at things from like that bird's eye view and kind of looking at everything all together. Yeah. I love that. So how do, I guess, what are some ways that women have to kind of look at biohacking differently? Mm, yeah. Yeah, this is a good question. I mean, honestly, as you probably know, so much of the science is actually done on men. Mm -hmm. And so it's really hard for us to kind of take these same principles or tips or self-care guides or whatever and apply them to women when our biology is just so different. Mm -hmm. So a great example for that is like intermittent fasting. Like it's so popular right now and everyone loves it for weight loss and clarity and whatever. But all of the research that has been done on it is on men. Mm -hmm. And if it is done on women, it's actually women who are postmenopausal 
because they're no longer dealing with that hormone fluctuation throughout the month. Yep. So there's way less variables, right? And so it's way easier to have them as subjects. And so we have to keep this in mind when we kind of see trends happening in the wellness space in general. And we have to actually think about like, how is this going to inf- affect my health as a female, assuming mm-hmm. you are you know, pre-menopausal? Our hormones are so delicate and it's so easy to disrupt them. And so we really have to keep this in mind like when we're starting to try and become healthier. Yeah, no, that's such a good point. I've talked about this so many times about not only intermittent fasting, but also keto diet, which is also super trendy, right? And kind of the similar thing, which first of all, keto diet was not made for a diet. It wasn't for a weight loss diet, right? It was Mm -hmm. for kids with epilepsy. But we now we've used, you know, we use it as a diet, but it's the same thing where it's like, you know, you're Mm -hmm. telling women to just cut out all the carbs when at different times of the month, we need different macronutrients. Like it's all about our hormone fluctuations. So I think it's a great point to bring up that it's women really do have to approach things from a different lens. Yeah. And it's pretty intuitive, right? Like you don't have to necessarily understand the science or even like your menstrual cycle that well, like you can kind of feel where you are in your cycle, right? So like when we're ovulating, we're like, go, go, go. We're doing the hard workouts. We're probably performing really well at work. We're probably showing up really well for our partners, for our kids, whatever that looks like. And of course, like when our periods are coming, it's like, I want to be on the couch all night. I don't want to do anything. I feel, I'm feeling really like internal and an introvert. And so we kind of have this like intuition that guides us through the month. But I also think we have so many things that are at play that kind of hide that and don't allow that to really be loud enough for us to listen yeah. and act on it. Yeah, no, totally. Well, and when we're, you know, not to get too like feminist here, but when we're living in a man's world, it's like we're in the go, go, go society. And so it's just, yeah. you know, we're conditioned to be like, you know, you can't slow down. You're in your period, What you have to slow down. Like it's just, yeah. you know, it's like society. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard because like, we may feel like we need that. Mm-hmm. Those days on the couch with the hot water bottle on Netflix. <laughs> but I know that like, even for myself, when I've done that and been like, okay, I'm actually going to take today off work because, right. hey, I don't, I don't think I can show up. Yeah, there's like this level of guilt that totally, hundred percent of like I'm letting people down or I'm weak or right. whatever. That right. Is. Yeah, like you said, it's a man's world. Yeah, no, it totally is, and I feel the same way. And and after you know being pregnant twice, it was I felt a lot like a lot of that too when I was pregnant because you know, I consider myself a healthy person and a fit person. And it's like growing human is really hard work. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm just going to push through, you know? And there was those days where like my husband had to look at me and be like, okay, dude, like, <laughs> just like, you need to like be still for a little while. Like it's, yeah. but yeah, you just feel that sense of guilt. Like, no, no, I can do it. I can push through. Like I'm stronger than that. Like I can do it. And yeah. it's, it really is that intuitive piece, like to really stop and listen to your body. Yeah. And it's also like gaining strength from being in your femininity, right? Mm. Like, like how do we approach business mm. and like, whether you are in corporate or an entrepreneur or whatever it looks like, like, how do you approach that without feeling like you have to be go, go, go mm-hmm. drinking so much caffeine every day. And just like in that, like testosterone way of yep. living, like, yep. can we get the same results and be successful but also be like in our bodies and feeling the woman power at the same yep. time. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point. No, I love that too, because I mean, yes, we could answer is yes. <laughs> yes, we can get the same results, mm-hmm. right? Like 
like, I don't think, you know, slowing down or listening to our body when certain times of the month is going to affect anyone's success, right? Like it's not yeah. tied to your success or your, or your output or your productivity or anything, you know, like it's, I think it's yeah. a, a great point to make and it's kind of still kind of staying on the course. You're talking about biohacking. I know with speaking of women, you know, something that we deal a lot with as our hormones kind of fluctuate throughout the month and stuff is dealing with kind of, you know, the symptoms of our, of our fluctuating hormones, like, you know, brain fog and memory things going on. And, you know, certain times of the month, we just feel a little foggy. So what are some things we can do to kind of biohack our brain to really be able to think clearer and kind of yeah. work through the brain fog and all that? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, this question comes up a lot and I even struggle with this as well. And there's, it's so easy to just pour yourself another cup of coffee, like I said, and yes. just kind of like push through, Power but that's, through. Mm-hmm. that's really not what we need. So yeah. I think one of the biggest things that I have hacked in a way to make me function better throughout the day is my sleep. Mm. And it's been really interesting when I've taken, like, I think I took all of 2019 to really actually figure out how to sleep better. Because I was noticing like lack of energy throughout the day, crashes, you know, not being able to focus. And once I kind of figured out how important sleep was and what I could do to change it, mm-hmm. that is when I could show up better. So that looks like going to bed early and having a very strict nighttime routine, even on the weekends, mm-hmm. if you can, right? That looks like, you know, turning your phone off, blue blocking glasses. We have blackout curtains in our room. It's really cold and just kind of creating this environment of, hey, we're slowing down. It's evening time. And then when we go to bed, it's like basically a cave. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to not do that because it's so easy to be on Instagram or TikTok until like 11 p.m. midnight. (laughs) Yeah. You just scroll and the phone's right in front of your face. It's just, you're being entertained. You're being subjected to who knows what on those apps. Then there's all the blue light that's coming mm-hmm. off of that, which is suppressing the melatonin. And then people are like, why do I have sleep issues? But that's what they're doing before they go to bed for an yep. hour. So yep. it all kind of relates, right? And there's so many things I could say for productivity, but I think if your sleep is not dialed in, like start there for yeah. sure. Yeah. No, I think that's yeah. a great point. I think that's a great point. And then what do you have any other kind of biohacking tips for women too? Since I like this topic, we're kind of going on here with like women's health and stuff, but just mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, battling those other symptoms that we feel throughout the month, which a lot of it is like, you know, energy stuff and uh, maybe there's cravings that happen. Some of the other things that we deal with as women. Yeah. I mean, I've been there totally and I, I feel that and I, I get it. I think one of the most helpful things that people or women can do is to get tested. So mm-hmm. get your hormones tested, get your micronutrient levels tested. Mm-hmm. So vitamins, minerals, that type of thing, and get a full picture of where you're at. Because of course, like there is a level of intuition that, that is at play here that you can kind of go off of. Mm-hmm. But when we bring in the data to go with the in- intuitive feelings and the symptoms, that's when we can really get results and understand what's going on much better, I would say. So I would say get tested and then take the holistic approach, right? Like I said, sleep, environment, like, are you getting any sunlight throughout the day? Are you getting any fresh air? Or is it like home to office, back to home, to couch, to bed? Like, you know, 
And I really like encouraging these types of approaches before recommending a specific diet, right. supplement, pharmaceutical, anything like that. Yeah. Like, let's just like, look at your life. Like, yeah. How are you actually living? You know? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. And I find that such a good, and I, I'm a huge proponent of that part. The last part you're talking about, like getting outside and getting mm-hmm. like fresh air. And I'm always having this conversation with my clients because I feel like that was a huge thing for me was, and, and I think I went through a period where I didn't even realize, like I was just working all the time and I'd be, you know, at my studio before the sun came up and I'd leave when the sun was already down going straight home. And I went through this long period where I didn't even realize, like, when was the last time I was like outside in fresh air, like looking at the sun, you know? So I think when I finally realized that and COVID during, especially during like kind of the, like the quarantine times, like was, it was, that was kind of like my thing. Like I was able to go for a walk every day Mm -hmm. and just be outside. And I, I didn't realize how much that affected how I felt like mentally, emotionally, like all the things, right? How much that really does affect yeah. how you feel and how your your body's functioning. Yeah. And people are surprised, I think. Like even when I'm having a weird day and I'm like, oh, I don't want to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. But then I like make myself mm-hmm. do it because I know. Yep. And then I come home and I'm just like a new person. Yep. Totally. Like it doesn't have to be super long. Like it could just be half an hour in the woods around your house or whatever. Like Ideally, it's more nature-based than like yeah. in the city, but yeah. like honestly, anything is movement, fresh air is gonna help. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. That's such a good tip. That's such a good tip. So then let's kind of shift into looking at kind of what it looks like for our workplace. Like, you know, a lot of times this can be like a triggering thing for people. It's just kind of the anxiety and the stress, like the workplace kind of induces that in some people. So what are some things we can do to kind of biohack our workplace and maybe our workspace if we're working at home to kind of keep us functioning optimally? Yeah. So there's a bunch of things you can do. I think something that's really helpful is being exposed to nature in any way possible. So for me, like I'm looking out to my yard right now and so there's all these trees and stuff like that but I also have plants in my home Mm. office. Mm -hmm. And I think if you are working in a corporate job downtown somewhere, even getting a little plant on your desk, like that just breathes new light or new, yeah, light, air, whatever into your space. Mm -hmm. It really, it really does. And most plants also help filter the air, which is nice as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great place to start. A standing desk is really helpful, Mm. you know, changing your position throughout the day. Sometimes I sit, sometimes I kneel, sometimes I stand, and that's really good for the body. I know some people have like treadmill desks, which is Mm -hmm. also really cool. Super cool. And then other things that just kind of encourage you, like I have crystals on my desk, I have candles, I have affirmations, and I really wanted to make it a space that I was like drawn to Mm -hmm. and wasn't like dragging my feet to go to work every day. And it was so sterile and cold. Mm -hmm. like. I think just doing those little things can make a big difference Yeah, and always having a glass of water on your desk. Mm-hmm. Like when you start having a water bottle in front of you or a glass of water, there's something about it just being in your vision that you drink way more like yep. all of the time. So, yep. and we all need to be drinking more water. I think a hundred percent, everybody hundred percent. Yes. No, that is such good advice. So how did you get into this space? How did you get into this world of biohacking? And can you kind of share what your journey was to get here? Yeah, absolutely. So I had health issues when I was a teenager and really struggled finding answers. Mm -hmm. So, 
yeah. So like my hair was falling out. I was struggling in school to concentrate and just kind of felt all over the place. You know, I mean, you're a teenager, you kind of feel like that anyway. But when I was dealing with symptoms that my friends weren't, I was like, okay, something is wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I went to my traditional doctor and she was like, nothing is, nothing's wrong. Your blood work is fine. And then I started seeing a naturopath and kind of just got exposed to this whole world of wellness and healing naturally and, and all of these things that I hadn't really thought about mm-hmm. at that point and went down this rabbit hole and figured out I had a bunch of gut health issues, parasites, candida, leaky gut, the whole thing and spent years fixing that. Honestly, it took a really long time. It wasn't super easy. This was, you know, before Instagram, it wasn't like I could just search hashtag gut health and look at all this content. Mm -hmm. Um, It was different time. And yeah, I just, I fell in love with healing naturally. And so eventually I went to university, went and worked in the corporate world, went back to school to study nutrition. And as a nutritionist now, you know, a few years ago, I kind of came to this realization that nutrition isn't enough in order to actually be healthy. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when I started going down the holistic lifestyle, holistic wellness road and ended up at biohacking of like, cool, let me just, you know, look at all aspects of my life and really grow everything to be a better version of myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think that's such an important realization. And I had a similar journey too, as I grew up with a lot of gut issues and stuff and kind of worked to heal myself Mm -hmm. as well in a different aspect. But I think for me, it was because I started out in like the fitness Pilates space. And for my thing, my realization was fitness isn't the you only, know, like there's more to health than fitness, right? Like you can't do it all with fitness. Like you have to have the nutrition piece. And then from there, it's like, well, you also have to have like, like you're saying, like this holistic wellness piece, like there's more yeah. to wellness than fitness and nutrition. Like there's this whole equation that you have to put together. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's such a rabbit hole. It really is. But mm-hmm you start to look at everything differently. Like even the products that I use, all of the ingredients in them, like skincare, makeup, hair care, all of that, like it impacts your health. It impacts your hormones. And now I'm in a phase of like realizing how much plastic is in my home Mm -hmm. still. Mm -hmm. But that's a big one I'm working on now is like, how do I get glass spray bottles for my household cleaner? Right. You know what I mean? Right. you're constantly touching plastic. Yep. It's got parabens in it. It's got uh, phthalates in it. And those are endocrine disruptors, mm-hmm. meaning that is leading to hormone issues. And I am having hormone issues. So now I'm like, okay, like how much plastic am I literally touching yeah. all day? Yeah. 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 That's been a big one for me too. That's been a hard one, especially with kids. Cause it's like, mm. you need the little, you know, you take snack containers and you take, you know, yeah. all the, the things and it's like, crap, it's so hard to get rid of it. But I'm the same way. And my son's like, why do we keep buying more glass containers? We're throwing away these plastic ones now. Yes. Like it's, it's like yeah. a process, but that one is a hard one. And, yeah. and it, it does, it really does make you look at things differently. I mean, you're mm-hmm. constantly thinking about what's in everything and yeah. Not in not to say like to be in an obsessive way, but just being like you're so much more mindful about all the things. Yeah, you are. And you do have to be careful because you can become obsessive. Totally. And it can cause stress. Yep. And I've been there. Yep. Where same. You're, you're trying to control everything, mm-hmm. but you're causing more stress than you probably would have had if you weren't doing any of this. Right. 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 So yeah. 
You're like counteracting what you're doing to like, okay, let me just calm down and yes. cool it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a balance. There's a balance. There's definitely yes. a balance. Well, and I, I also like backing up to what you're saying about your own journey. I think it's an important thing to bring up too. You were talking about all the things that were going wrong in your health, but that it took a while. Like it took a long time for you to heal your body. I think I was just having this conversation actually with two different clients this week. And because there's, there's this sense of frustration when you start working with somebody like me as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, it's like, you just think things are just going to happen fast. Like I'm just going to yeah. heal and everything's going to be better yeah. when that's not really how it works. I know. I know. Unfortunately, I know. I, <laughs> I wish it was so quick and yep. easy and yep. like the symptoms would go away overnight, you know, but it's not, and yep. it's complicated. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that I realized was it took so long for me to do something about my health and my Mm -hmm. symptoms. And it took so long for it to get bad enough for me to do something. something, So then how can I expect Mm -hmm. the healing to happen overnight when the problem itself didn't happen overnight? Totally. It was over years of stress, eating badly, et cetera, et cetera. So like chronic health issues and, and symptoms that we're all dealing with, like they've been slowly creeping up for a long time, a long time. And that's something very difficult to actually come to terms with. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Do you have any, any like tips or strategies that helped you kind of get through that? Like to kind of keep you with that perspective of like, this is a journey, this is going to be a quick thing. Like, how did you, how did you help yourself through that? Yeah. I mean, it's really frustrating and sometimes you make progress and then you take a few steps mm-hmm. back and, and then you're like, okay, you know, like, how do I move forward again now? Mm-hmm. I think something that I have worked on is not identifying with things that I've had. So, you know, like having gut health issues or having leaky gut, like, and like these, these are issues, but they're not, you know, severe issues. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know other people feel the same way. I was like, I don't want to be my diagnosis. Right. Right. And because like, I think the moment you're like, oh, I'm Brittany and I have blank, Mm -hmm. like that's your thing. I think it consumes you. Yep. And then how are you ever going to heal from that and let that go if that statement is no longer true for you? Right. So there's a lot of like mental component to it, psychological component to Mm -hmm. it for sure. Yeah. 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 And I think it just kind of like you were saying before, where you can't do it all with nutrition. I think that's where, you know, there's a mindset yeah. piece that's involved that you really have to focus on that mindset piece because mm-hmm. I mean, nothing's going to happen if your mind is like constantly being thrown in the gutter over like everything yeah. that you're dealing with, you know? Yeah. And you can't be hard on yourself, right? Like I've been there. I've been super hard on myself. Like, oh, I ate this thing mm-hmm. and like beating myself up about it. But like that just creates so much internal turmoil with yourself. Yeah. And then how are you going to heal that? Right. Like therapy, like that, that is really, really deep work that needs to happen in order for you to love yourself, no matter where you are on your health journey. Yep. And like, that is just so hard to do. It is. It is. Yeah. That's the hard part. I'd like to let everybody take away kind of some tangible things with them that not that you haven't given us a lot, given us a lot already, but are there any ways that things that you can share with the listeners of how they can kind of get started on their own journey, like some biohacking things they can start doing now that they can implement that can really stick? Yeah. I mean, 
there's a bunch of things that, you know, you can do that are like tangible, right? Like we talked about sleep for sure. I think even increasing your awareness on how you're sleeping is a great first step. Most people don't really understand if they're sleeping well or they're not sleeping well. That's true. Or they don't know that it can be better, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, like, you know, you hear these statements, like I've always woken up multiple times throughout my life at night, throughout my life, you know, or I never have energy in the morning. Oh, I'm getting older. I never have energy. It's kind of like these things that we tell ourselves, but it doesn't have to be that way, Mm -hmm. especially with sleep. Sleep is definitely something that you could biohack and heal and work on. So I would really suggest like people bring awareness to it and really ask yourself, like, do you think the sleep you're getting is as healthy and as good as it could be? Mm -hmm. And if it isn't like, why? Yeah. And then the other thing I always, well, started recently saying, I guess, is health should be your number one priority Mm -hmm. in your life. Mm -hmm. And I know it's so easy to get caught up in careers or parenthood or your partner, whatever it is. But when we make health our number one priority, we can show up better for the people we love, Mm -hmm. right? We can show up for our jobs. We can show up for our other commitments. Mm -hmm. So really like reframing that of like, okay, I'm going for a walk today so that I am mentally a better spouse for my partner Mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. I'm a better coworker. I'm like, yeah, it's great. Cause I'm, I also get exercise and all of these other things, but like, this is going to help me be a better individual, a better human being. And so again, like health should be your number one priority. And if it's not like, why not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's such good advice because I I hear that so often too. And that's typically the excuses we tell ourselves, which, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, especially as women, we like to play play the martyr card and you feel like you have to take care of everybody else and all that, which I mean, a lot of it may be you are playing the martyr, but a lot of it too, I feel like is excuses for people not having to take like accountability for their health. I think that's the other part of it. And I think we do a lot of things to try to avoid like really like taking a deep look at our health and realizing like, okay, maybe I'm not in the health that I think I am or the health I want to be. And they don't want to have to face like, okay, I'm going to have to make some changes and actually like put in some work and effort to like make changes. And I think it is a huge realization to to make that like your life's motto, like my health is the most important thing. I mean, I think, cause it is, it's all yeah. you have. And I say this all the time and it sounds so cliche and whatever, but like health, it's all you have is your health. That's all you have. Yeah. So it has to be the most yeah. important thing. Yeah, it has to be. And when you start making it a priority, you will see how like your life changes mm-hmm. and how you really, really can benefit from doing that and yeah. like changing that framework for sure. Yeah, yeah 100%. So I have one more question I want to ask you that I like to ask everybody. But before I ask you that, can you let everybody know the best place to find out more about you and all that you do? Yes. So biohackingbrittany.com. And I am very active on social media. So biohackingbrittany for Instagram, TikTok, stuff like that. And I have my own podcast as well, which you are coming on very soon. And that is biohacking with Brittany. Perfect. Of course, I'll have links to all that in the show notes for all of y'all. But the last question I have for you is, what do you think is the most important thing you can do to live with purpose? Live with purpose. Oh, I mean, kind of going off what we were saying today of just like staying in line with your intuition, I think is the first thing that really comes to mind of, you know, obviously everyone's purpose is going to be different, but I really do think it comes from within. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so easy to kind of ignore it. So 
I think listening to that would be very profound for most people. Yep. Yeah. That would probably be my same answer. I'm all about listening to your intuition. So I cannot <laughs> agree with you more on that answer. So I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brittany, for sharing yeah. all of your biohacking wisdom today. This was awesome. Thank you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Hopeful and Wholesome, y'all. If you found value in this week's episode, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and leave a review to let me know what you thought. I love to know what you find useful in these episodes so I know how I can provide the most value I can to my listeners. And if you have topics that you want to know more about, I'd love to hear those as well. So shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. It's at the Hope Pedraza or visit my website, hopefulandwholesome.com. Thanks, y'all.